Hi, besties. Hi, hi, hi. So as you're my besties, we love to forgive people's mistakes, right? Yes. So I was, in fact, a bit of a brat and I did not upload many podcast episodes last season. So we're just going to pretend that didn't happen. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen because this is going to be season three, episode one. And the episode that's about to play was, in fact, recorded like three weeks ago. And I'm going to post it because... I've recorded so many episodes that I just haven't posted. I'm like, you're such a dumb bitch. Like, why don't you just post them? But I didn't. And this is probably like the one episode that I'm like, actually, that was kind of cool. Like, we'll keep that. And as like an introduction back into it, you know, we'll do this. I've recorded so many fucking intros for this podcast. So I just like, I'm apologizing formally for being such a shit show. And um, I hope that you enjoy season three. I love you guys. Hey, besties. It is I. Um, oh, if you don't know who I is, it's me. I'm, I'm Mary. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to have you here. I do have a slight cold right now, which is so annoying because I feel like ever since my birthday, I've been getting a cold like every other week. And no, it's not COVID. My mom is very much like, take a fucking test right now. Every single time anyone in this house sniffs or breathes weird. So I have taken tests. But to be fair, I just, I think after a year or like 18 months of not going out and like socializing and heavy drinking, my body is shocked. It's shocked to say the least. I think, you know, it's like when you have a baby and they don't really understand what's going on in the world and you can't really explain it to them. That's like my body. So during the pandemic, I think my body got the wrong message and just thought, oh my God, she's finally stopped with the socializing part of her life. She's finally stopped consuming more tequila than any other liquid in the world. And then I came back and I was like, oh, bitch, you thought you'd seen the last of me. Um, so yeah, I went out, what day is it today? It's Tuesday today. I went out on Saturday, woke up on Sunday with like a lack of a voice, let's say. And then now I have the runniest nose. Pardon me. Sorry. Um, yeah, let's do a little update. So I guess I'll give you a book update. Can't remember what the fuck I was reading last time, but I just finished reading Everyone in this room will someday be dead by Emily Austin. And I have expressed my opinions about this book a lot because I had such high expectations, like such high expectations, because it literally says on the back of the book for fans of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Like I fucking love that woman. And so I was like, amazing. Like I love Fleabag. This is going to be phenomenal. No, no, it, no, it was not. It was Okay. I gave it two stars out of five on Goodreads, but definitely, definitely wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be. And I'm someone who likes to go in with low expectations. Like, you guys know I love The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and I went in with low expectations, and I was not disappointed. And I feel like if you go in with low expectations, nothing can disappoint. So the one time I went in with high expectations, oh God, I was disappointed. Um, Yeah, I mean, it has... It has credible aspects, like very, very good depiction of mental health. I think it's a good book to read if you're like lost in your 20s. But it's definitely not a book that I would be like, you have to read this Crazy book. Person. Like, let me get up my, my SoulCycle um, app, like tra tracking thing. I don't know. Like, 
Soul Cycle class history of last week because oh god, every time I came home, I would like run home, get changed. My mum would be like, "Where are you going?" And I'd be like, "Back to Soul Cycle." She'd be like, "Mary, what the fuck?" And I'm like, "I know, bestie. I fucking know." Um. Okay, I'm just getting up now. Let's have a look. Okay, my account history. Hurry up! Okay, so starting on Monday. Monday I took three classes. Tuesday I took two classes. Wednesday I took three classes. Thursday I took four classes. So wait, what's that? Twelve. Friday I took one class and Saturday I took one class. So I took 14 fucking soul cycle classes last week. And I took three Pilates classes. So safe to say I am not doing well. <laughs> no, I actually Oh, sorry. Literally just got a text saying come to Soul Cycle this evening. Um yeah. I Honestly, I was talking about this the other day. I feel like now that I am like officially not a student, I cannot sit down in my room all day. I can't do it. The only reason I've done it these past couple of days is because I'm ill. But I used to be that bitch that was like, I am not leaving my room. Like I will not socialize. I will not talk to anyone. I don't want to leave my house. I'll maybe go to one soul cycle class and then come home and stay in bed all day. And now I'm like, oh my God, I need to be moving. Like I need to do something. And yeah, soul cycle just seems to be that thing for me. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, get a job or like, oh, like figure your life out, blah, blah, blah. This is the thing, right? And I know people have their opinions on it. I am not opposed to getting a job. Like, I'm really not opposed to it. I do actually want to get a job. But it doesn't happen overnight. And people assume that I'm just, like, not putting any effort into finding one. Like, I am. I'm just, one, not gonna, like, jump into the first job that I can get because I feel like I have to. I said to my parents, I was like, listen, give me a couple months, like, let's say, like, six months, if I cannot come to you with a structured plan of what the fuck I'm going to do, feel free to kick me out. Feel free to like reprimand me, you know, do whatever, because I completely understand that I owe it to you guys to be like, no, I'm at least figuring my shit out or at least trying because I think trying is the best part or the most important part. But as of right now, like I need to, I need to come to terms with the fact that I have no fucking clue what I'm doing with my life. Because up until August of this year, I was just kind of going with the flow of like being a student and like seeing where that will take me. And it just wasn't for me. Like it really wasn't. And it kind of shook me up a bit because I was always that person who was like, I don't understand when people are like university isn't for them. And then that came and bit me in the fucking ass because it's not for me. So yeah, I'm like, devoting these couple of months to just figuring myself out first and foremost. And so, you know, I am fortunate enough that my parents are very understanding of that. And I've been working out a lot because that's how I cope and that's how I deal with things. And, you know, like the instructor's classes that I take are the people who help me see different sides of things you know, a lot of people don't really understand why I'm so into workout classes, especially when I grew up doing track, like, I'm obviously so used to running by myself, um, but now I've got big into workout classes, it's 
more than anything because of what they say in those rooms and the power that those rooms have and the way they've changed my mindset completely and I owe a lot to I mean Soul Cycle specifically but also like the hot yoga studios that I go to and the hot Pilates classes I take and even the reformer Pilates class I take now, it's a lot about believing in yourself. And I think if you can believe yourself in situations where you can feel the physical pain in terms of working out, for me, at least it helps me, helps me believe in myself with the pain that I can't necessarily feel physically. So like emotional pain or the pain of feeling so misunderstood and things like that. There are so many things in life that you can project onto other aspects that aren't always they're not always like traditional aspects that you think you can copy, let's say coping mechanisms from. Like, you know, on the face of it, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, everything I learned in a spin class, I can apply to my emotional life. Because just looking at that statement doesn't actually make that much sense. But like I go into I go into these soul cycle classes, and I remember the other day I was in Abby's soul cycle class, and she was saying something along the lines of the body reflects what the mind thinks. And, you know, she was definitely talking about it in the aspect of working out and like pushing yourself against the resistance in class. But it really stuck with me because it's so applicable to so many different aspects of my life. Like beyond working out, the body does reflect what the mind thinks. And, you know, in terms of exercise, it's the whole theory of your brain gives up before your body does. Like you can keep running it's your mind that's telling you you can't until your body physically like shows signs that it can't obviously but then also when I feel really depressed my body gives me signals and I don't think you should ignore those things and it's probably something that I have been ignoring and then I go to these workout classes and they say these things and I'm like oh my god thank you and so yeah this is a really long rambly way of me saying that I'll probably be working out like a crazy woman again when this cold has disappeared and then just using that as a way to kind of figure shit out and I've been meeting so many incredible people recently and forming so many valuable relationships and hanging out with people that are just so insightful and incredible and like devoting my time to people who make me happy and I've also kind of stopped speaking to a lot of people and I've kind of come to this realization that it's okay to be sad that people weren't who you thought they were going to be for you I think a lot of the time when we fall out with people the first response that at least I have is to just completely forget them and move on like I'm very much an out of sight out of mind type of person and if we stop speaking or we distance ourselves I will meet you on Instagram and, like, never think of you again. Like, and I don't know. Does that make me a bad person? Maybe. I, I For me, it's a coping mechanism. Like, honestly, I don't want to see what you're doing with your life if you're not in my life. Like, why do I care? Which is also why I just don't follow that many people on Instagram and, like, why I am not hesitant to unfollow anyone on Instagram anymore or block anyone or mute anyone because I just think, like, why am I consuming the ins and outs of your life when it has no effect on my life. And by consuming the information about your life, it, as a result, will have an effect on my life because now that's a part of my brain and I don't want it to be because in the nicest way possible, 
you're not a part of my life anymore and so I don't care about you in the same way. And so now I think realizing that it's okay to be upset that people didn't turn out to be the person that you thought they would has made it kind of easier for me to just think that people do serve a purpose in our life. And some of those friendships and some of those relationships and the purposes that they hold are lifelong, like soulmates and twin flames. I truly, truly believe in those things. Like my best friend, literally my fucking twin flame. And like, if anything ever happened between us, like God forbid, touch wood, but I would lose my goddamn mind. But there are other people where it's just like, okay, I can see now that you were just meant to be in my life for that specific reason and for that specific time period. And you helped me become who I am today. And for that, I am forever grateful. But we are different people now. We we clearly don't belong in each other's lives anymore. That doesn't mean that I never loved you. That doesn't mean that you know, I, I hate you because I really don't hate anyone. Like that's something my mom always told me. She was like, Mary, hate is a very fucking strong word. And like, please don't go about throwing that to people that you loved because chances are you're saying that out of anger and you don't actually hate them. And that really stuck with me because even like there is a specific person that made my secondary school years a fucking living hell and even now when people are like, oh my God, you must hate her. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. Like, I wish her the best. I hope she's healed because I know that whatever the fuck she said to me in secondary school was definitely just a reflection of what she was going through. And secondary school is a rough time for everyone. But, you know, I don't hate her. <laughs> and so I think when it comes to people that I genuinely loved and like, spent so much of my time with, there's no way that I can sit here and be like, yeah, I hate them. I don't, I don't. And I think, like linking back to what I was saying before, I think when we sit there and we think we're feeling feelings of hate, more often than not, it's disappointment because we thought that person would be someone they they weren't. And, you know, that's that's our feeling to feel, but at the end of the day, they didn't owe us that they're their own person, like, they didn't owe us our idealised version of them, that wasn't their decision, that was ours, and we do all have expectations, and we're human, so we can't enter this world without expectations, because that's literally how life works, you make it this far in life, and you have schemas, and stereotypes, and expectations, that's just how it is, and sometimes those are broken, and it hurts, but I don't think it's hate. I think more often than not, it's just disappointment. And I always say this, being told that someone's disappointed in you is one of the most heartbreaking feelings. Like I truly, truly think that is like, that's a low blow. Like I <laughs> hated it when people told me they were disappointed in me. Like teachers would say it to me. I think like my mom said it to me once and I literally was at a loss for words. Like I just started crying because it just it's so it's so loaded like it's such a loaded word and it's such an emotional word and so that's why I think when when you fall out with people or you you lose the relationship that you once had disappointment is what you feel because it's so filled with emotion like it just carries so much weight because it means more than anything they broke what you held on to and I don't know. It, it sucks. It does suck. And you know, I'm such a big believer that it's okay for people to leave. It's okay for people to stop speaking. It's okay, 
if you wake up one morning and you decide that someone doesn't need to be in your life anymore, it's a shitty fucking situation, but it's okay because it's your life. And, you know, who are other people to dictate how your story should go? It's your story. You're the main character. You are the focus. And so you get to navigate and write and end chapters when you wish them to be ended. You know, there are so many things that people do because they feel that everybody else expects them to do it. And one of those things is hold on to long-term friendships or fight for relationships. And that shit can get exhausting. It can get so fucking exhausting. And my biggest recommendation, if you are one of those people where you feel that the people in your life just aren't filling your cup up the way that you wish they would or the way that you know you deserve they should, especially if you're pouring more out of your cup to fill up their cups. I've said cup so many times, it sounds like a foreign word now, but you know what I mean? If you're giving so much of yourself to other people and not getting any of that back, then my biggest recommendation is throw yourself into social situations. And that does not mean go clubbing. That does not mean, you know, go on wild benders every single weekend. A lot of people have asked me, like on my TikTok, on Instagram, whatever, how do you make friends in your 20s? And for that, I do not have, you know, a one one fits all answer. But I can definitely say that the people that I see the most are the people that I've met at SoulCycle. And I never went to SoulCycle planning on meeting friends. Like I didn't speak to anyone for a while because I'm just so shy, especially in situations like that. But you go to these places where these people think like you, you know, we're all there for the same, if not similar reasons. And so it makes sense that you find like-minded people in these places. So whether that's a workout class or, I don't know, a stand-up comedy club or something like that, where you know that people go there searching for the same thing, I think that's a massive step into forming friendships in your 20s. And this has come from someone who, like, genuinely doesn't speak to anyone that they went to secondary school with. Like, anyone who knew me before the age of, like, 16, 17, probably isn't my friend today. Um, I just have always, like, not really held sentimental value to places. I think especially when you are so detached from them. Like, I don't know if this makes sense, but I never went to school near my house. I never went to dance schools near my house. So I was always the friend who like lived so far away from everyone. And that means that when those chapters close, like I wasn't in the same areas as everyone else. And I just didn't really, to be fair, and to be brutally honest, I just didn't care enough to try and hold on to those friendships. I was ridiculously depressed in secondary school and I always remember saying it and everyone probably thought that I was like the most pessimistic bitch ever but I always used to say like I'm not going to speak to any of you people again because the only reason we're friends is because we see each other five days a week and you know there'll be people and they're like oh Mary ha 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 but like at prom I literally was like bye like I'm not gonna see any of you people again and I never did, and I just, I didn't have the best secondary school experience, and I don't really want to hang out with people now who can remind me of, like, how fucking miserable I was, 
And so, yeah, every friendship I have in my life now, I've formed as an adult, post-school. And I really do respect people who, like, have their big friendship groups from secondary school to this day, and they've, like, grown up together. Like, I love that. I think, like, one of my closest friends, her big, big best friendship group, she knows from school and they're so close and it's so beautiful to see but I just know for me like that was never going to be the situation also depending on what kind of school you went to like I went to a strict religious school and a lot of those people like still hold those beliefs and I remember how toxic those beliefs were and like the effects they had on people and so I don't really want to surround myself with them Not to say that I would never in my life speak to anyone from my secondary school again. I'm not saying that at all. But yeah, I definitely like had to make friends as an adult. And oh my God, I fucking cherish the people I'm friends with so much now. Like I just feel like so many years of feeling lonely was for this reason where now I can like wake up and be like, I have amazing people in my life. And you know, the weekends roll around and I'm not anxious about going out anymore because I actually want to spend time with these people um yeah that was a massive ramble don't really know what the fuck I was talking about so I feel like in most of my episodes there is always a moment where it takes like this deep profound turn and that is this moment (laughs) and this is something I want to say now like I don't know however many episodes I'm into my podcast but like I'm a human being like my opinions will change my life experiences will change and develop and grow and I will learn new things about myself that I never knew before and I actually really want to talk about this because I guess it's a part of healing I don't know I don't know I don't know a lot but (laughs) I for a really long time and I still do fall into the habit of doing this and I feel like I should talk about it in this episode because you know we spoke about making friends but I am someone who continuously thinks that people are just going to leave me and, like, don't actually want to be my friend or, like, don't love me in the way that I love them, blah, blah, blah. Like, this whole thing that, you know, to a stranger, you can see that it's just, like, complete insecurity and, like, the fact that I genuinely believe that no one will ever love me the way I love them is of course just like me projecting and I think only now have I realised that what I've been projecting is the fact that I don't think I deserve people to love me the way I love them and so whenever I'm in these friendships or whenever I go out with people and I come home and I'm like oh my god what did I say that has like fucked this up or like what did I do that has made me think that they no longer love me or like want to be my friend and it kind of got to the point where I was like why am I why am I thinking this way about people who have openly told me how much they love me why am I doubting their words like why am I not just taking what they're saying and going with it and okay there is still the possibility that they could be lying like there's that part of my brain that is saying that but also what do they have to gain from lying like what do they have to gain from pretending to love me. Nothing. I'm just sat here projecting because I don't think that I deserve that love. And that fucking sucks because I also think when you have that realisation at the same time that you're outwardly being this kind of independent queen and like 
you know, expressing so much self-love to then sit down and realize that the reason you're fucking everything up is because you think you don't deserve anyone to love you. That fucking sucks. Like that is a real, oh, that is a real blow to the chest. Is that the correct phrase? Blow to the stomach? Blow to the head? Whatever. It's a real blow to whatever body parts. And it's just so hard to unlearn. Because like I said, what does anyone have to gain from pretending to love you or lying to you about loving you? But also when you have those relationships and friendships that just ended with no explanation, and I don't believe in closure, so that's not what I'm implying should have happened. But like, you know, when people just kind of leave your life for whatever reason, and you don't know why, your brain will start to put things together. Even if those things aren't true, your brain will do everything it needs to do to justify the insecurities that you have. So it makes sense to you to feel that way. And so there are so many times where I'm like, yeah, well, it's happened before. And I have to sit down and be like, well, has it? Has it happened before? Or have you just told yourself that it's happened before? Have you just convinced yourself that no one has ever loved you because you need to justify the fact that you are the one who is not accepting the love? And holy crap, that hit me so fucking hard because I literally have the most amazing people in my life. The most fucking incredible people. And I have cried in their arms and I have, you know, told them my darkest secrets and I have (laughs) danced all night with them and felt so loved in every single one of those moments. And still, I'm like, no, they won't. Like, they don't love me that much. Like, I'm just another person to them. And I know I do that to protect myself, first and foremost, because I'm like, I don't want to be hurt. But also because I don't think I deserve anyone to love me like that. And I also think it shows in the fact that I overcompensate with how much I love people. And I feel like sometimes I'm too much. But, you know, back to going to workout classes and learning things in there that you take into the real world. I was in a soul cycle class the other day. And the instructor was like, if someone thinks that you're too much for them, tell them to go and find less. And that really stuck with me because I've always felt like I'm too much for people. I've always felt like I'm too opinionated and I love too hard. And those are not bad things. Those have never been bad things. And so having too much of that can never be a bad thing. And I know there's that phrase, too much of anything can make you sick. And yeah, 100% it can, like cue the Cheryl Cole song. But having those things in you and giving them to the people that you love so, so passionately is never a bad thing. And I think I'm realizing that like one side of this is already healing because I'm realizing that I'm just projecting my insecurities onto other people. And like, that's not fair on me or them. More importantly, it's not fair on them. But I also think with that, I'm also realizing that my insecurity is me being too much. And that's not a bad thing. So there's like so many parts of it to unpack and to be like, okay, in order for you to have these healthy relationships, you have to know that you are worthy of love. But also you have to be open to being hurt. Because the biggest 
thing for me is protecting myself. That's why I don't think I'm like worthy of love or anything like that because I'm trying so hard to distance myself from that pain. But in any other aspect of life, I would say walk into the pain. I would always, always, always say walk into the pain because that's where things change. That's where things are taught and that's where strength is found. And I I don't think every single pain we feel in life is necessary, but I always say walk into the pain, except when it comes to friendships, because I get so scared. I get so fucking scared because they mean so much to me. Literally the people I have in my life mean the fucking world to me and they are my family. And like, I don't have family. I've spoken about this before. I don't have family. I just have my parents and like my friends are my siblings to me. Like I've, you know, I've never really had that relationship. And so when I'm with them, I'm like, okay, this is what it feels like. Like, this is my family. Like, these are the people who I love so much. And the fear that I have of like, just not being what they need is so, so overwhelming. And I would do everything. And I've, I've always been the type of person who will do everything you need just so you know that I can be your person. And I do think that at times it gets very draining and it can feel very one-sided, but I also know that I am doing that to overcompensate for the fact that I think that I'm not worthy of their love because I'm me. And that's something I need to work on. And I wanted to be so open and honest about it because I've spoken about like leaving friendships and stuff before and like feeling like they've never worked out and like truthfully they haven't and I've become such a different person now that it makes sense why those friendships wouldn't have stayed with me but now I'm at this point where I'm like I'm 23 I'm really trying to figure my shit out I can't keep feeling like I don't deserve love in friendships because I do and if I keep feeling this way then I'm gonna lose everyone and I'm so scared and I think the fact that I have such incredible people in my life now is the biggest motivation for me to like get to the root cause of this insecurity and figure it out because I would rather, you know, do the shadow work and put in the work and see a therapist than lose the people that I have in my life right now. And honestly, even saying that's making me a bit emotional because I don't think there's ever been a moment in my life where I've had relationships that I valued so much that I would do anything to not jeopardize them. But here we are, here we fucking are, because you really do find your people. And you guys know I say that all the time, but you do, you do. And you have to hold on to the hope that that will come. And on that note, besties, I'm gonna love you and leave you. I know this is a pretty short episode, but I just truthfully feel so run down and like the sound of my own voice is echoing in my head. (laughs) And so I just kind of want to get back into bed and I'm sorry. I love you and thanks for being patient with me.